bald. Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today, we're talking about navigating relationships with the in-laws. Now, when we talk about the in-laws, it could be father-in-law, mother-in-law, brother, sister-in-law, cousins, nephews, uncles, aunts, everybody that's on the other side of the family that you married into. And the reason why we're talking about it is, A, this is a listener request. Somebody actually requested this, and I think this is a great topic when it comes to the holidays. Like we just had Thanksgiving last week. We have Christmas coming up. So, A, this is a great topic to talk about. And, B, it's something that if you don't realize, it's something we all deal with. All of us deal with this. When you get married, it's inevitable that you're going to have some sort of conflict with your in-laws on one or both sides of the family. Now, when I say that, it might be minor annoyances that may be your conflict, or it could be a huge point of stress. So whatever the situation, if it's small, minute, or it's just immense, it's just challenging to navigate these complex and sometimes difficult relationships. And again, I want to remind you that it, this is normal. In fact, I would say it's inevitable for every marriage. And the reason why is because before you got married, your wife or your husband's parents referred to, acted around, responded to their child in a specific way, even while you were dating, even while you were engaged. And all of a sudden, everything changes when the the vows were made. And so that leads me toward my first tip for you navigating relationships with your in-laws is number one, present a united front. Present a united front. When you got married, immediately that set up boundaries, whether they like it or you like it or not, it just set up a boundary because when you said, I do at the altar, when you put that ring on your spouse's finger, you said right there that we are promising to be a forever team. In that moment, you symbolically became the two into one. This is what scripture says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, when it says that man shall leave his father, mother, and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. We've got that word leave and the, and the word one. You left a relationship, you left a loyalty, and you became one. This is why I bring up the podcast over and over in Psalms chapter 133, where it says, where there is unity, God commands his blessing. And so we have to get to this place where we realize that our first loyalty is no longer to our parents, it's with our spouse. And that for a parent can be be a very tough thing to navigate because they dealt with their daughter in the context of this is my daughter, this is the influence that we have. And all of a sudden daughter gets married and immediately wow, my influence is, is off. My influence isn't what it used to be and that creates some conflict. Uh, my son got, got married and he, he married that girl that is taking his loyalty, taking his, his focus and, and parents get all angry and they have to realize that the, their kids are living out what scripture says. You have to leave and you cleave and the two become one. And so you have to learn that your loyalty must be with your spouse, not your family, not your aunts, not your uncles, not your best friend, that you side with one another first. You assume the best in each other first, even if you have a family member saying negative things on the other side, that you are siding first. Your spouse needs to know that, hey, we are in this thing together, that we are agreeing to support one another and to have a united front, especially in the face of criticism. 
I mean, I think it's bad just to join into the criticism of your spouse. And I think it's just as bad or if, or maybe even worse to be silent on it. And your family needs to see that your loyalty has shifted. Does it mean that you stop loving your parents? Absolutely not. Does it mean that you stop loving your best friend or your siblings? Absolutely not. You need to love them, you continue to adore them, continue to facilitate relationships as long as they're healthy. But you have to come to the reality that your loyalty lies first with your spouse and you will compound the issues in your marriage if you begin to side and lean toward your parents, your siblings, your best friends, well before you would ever lean toward your spouse. You have to present a united front. And let's be real, sometimes in the face of a situation for which your spouse could be wrong, you still can present a united front in a way that simply says, listen, I've heard your accusations, I've heard the situation, you know what, I need to talk with my spouse first. I don't jump to conclusions. I just don't take your word for it. Why? Because the two become one and we have to facilitate oneness. I need their perspective. I need their heart. I need to know what's going on. And that will help grow your marriage. When you know your spouse has your back, even when you're not around. When you know that your spouse assumes the best in your heart before they've even heard your side, that's, that's the two of you presenting a united front. And that leads me toward my second tip. Tip number two is apply boundaries and rules to the whole family. Apply boundaries and rules to the whole family. Now, some of us uh, have people in our family who have a tendency to create drama. I think we've all got that. Uh, sometimes we've got very toxic people in our family. Now, maybe it's your in-laws, maybe it's a sibling, maybe it's a best friend. The reality is that when it comes to having boundaries, we all can love our family, but there are times that it's better to set a blanket rule to everybody and just stick to it. A blanket rule that says, here's the days where we have people over, and here are days that we don't have people over. Here are days that, that our house is available for people to come over, and there are other days that, they're, that that's just not available, and that is okay. Now, let's be real. When it comes to the first couple years of marriage, this might be one of the tougher things. Why? Because in your first five years, I would say two to five years of marriage, your parents are still looking at you in a certain way. They had certain freedoms, certain influence, certain access. And so it's very tough to navigate boundaries without hurting feelings. And so there are ways to do it. And one of the ways to do it is A, be on the same page, like we talked about before, having a united front, and B, learning how to convey that in a way that is healthy, that is clear, that is concise, that is also keeping it open to have things being readjusted as time goes. Why? Because some people do get healthier. Sometimes you get closer to one side than the other. Sometimes you've got people in your life that you have to get further away from because of their toxic influence. But you have to get to the place where you are on the same page when it comes to rules and boundaries for the whole family. And so I would really challenge you, instead of just saying, well, these individuals are welcome, these individuals aren't, what I would say is this, is actually sit and negotiate what family connections look like. And there's the key, negotiate. Before holidays happen, before family visits happen, before family connections happen, negotiate what this looks like from, hey, here's how often that we want, we want to get together with family to here's... Uh, what holidays are going to look like. If there's any one regret, and I may have shared this on a podcast, the one regret that Ann and I look back 
uh, when it came to family was not setting up a personal Christmas morning with our family. I'm talking about just the two of us and our kids. And so I remember we woke up on Christmas morning in our own home on so Christmas Day. And Cammy was just a couple months old. And then all of a sudden, the next time we did that, Cammy, our daughter, was 19 years old. We had gone 18 years, almost 19 years, without having Christmas morning in our home, opening up presents together. And that's not my parents' fault, and that's not her parents' fault. It's our fault for not negotiating what our family stuff looks like and setting up boundaries ahead of time. And so that's where you have to have that united front and you have to learn how to negotiate things together. And you can always come back to negotiations and re-talk through things and say, hey, it's been, ha- it's been a half year, it's been three months, it's been a full year. Let's begin to talk through where's family at and where are we at? Because there may be a season for which you may need just more of the two of you time where you can just get overrun and flooded with family. I've been there, Anna's been there, we understand that. And at the same time, you may be in a healthier place for which you need to say, you know what, we need to have more family time. And we are gonna negotiate and talk about and get on the same page on how that's going to happen. So those are my two tips here today. So first and foremost is get into the place where you present a united front. And then secondly, make sure that you are applying rules and boundaries to your whole family by negotiating those talks and conversation together. And if you'll notice that neither one of these tips can be done without healthy communication and listening skills, but that itself is its own podcast. Love y'all. Have a great Marriage Monday. Go into this week, sit with your spouse, talk about having that united front and talk about family time and watch your lives get healthier because the two are acting as one and you're navigating relationships together. Have a great day. God bless.